0: No matter who you are. No matter where you've been. No matter what you've done. The God of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob is the same yesterday, today and forever.
1: Find the Savior. Find Yeshua HaMashiach. Find the truth on Solace Radio. Your purpose and plan from before the time began. Pour your spirit upon us on this Sukkot, the place where Solomon dedicated the temple, the holiday which Yeshua came and declared who he was. Lord, we pray that you would pour out your spirit upon us and give us eyes to see and ears to hear. In Yeshua's name we pray. Amen. All right. Hold on a second here. I think that's not working. Sit up. Oh, I know, I, know. Oh, I got it. Got it. Okay, now we're good. But as for me, I will come into your house and the multitude of your mercy in fear of you, I will worship toward your holy temple. Psalm Mm-hmm. <laughs> appointment. standing for it. Lord, As we open the ark, let's all stand together. It came to pass whenever the ark went forward that Moses would say, Arise the, the Lord and let your enemies be scattered. And those who hate you flee from before you, For from Zion shall the Lord the Torah. and call to the blessing. that he Thank you on this. a couple of uh, important announcements. Uh, Number one, we're wearing a mask, and uh, I just want to remind you that this is, uh, you can't even imagine, imagine if you were in surgery, and you went in and nobody washed their hands, nobody was wearing a mask, and they weren't wearing gowns, and they didn't. as or. so that's important whether you're vaccinated or, or unvaccinated uh, we're asking everyone to wear a mask while in worse and uh, it's just helpful for everyone and then, just one quick announcement and that is that uh, tonight and Gibbons is canceled. <laughs> uh, we, we've had a very long not no it is i mean, this beautiful slide and everything it's cancelled The service is over, and please keep your mask on. Or when you're eating, please keep. That in the name of Yeshua that you would open our eyes so that we can see your faithfulness in time and on time because when you accomplish it, it's for all to help. help us Lord to have our eyes open to the truth of your word and to the Jewishness of the gospel just so powerfully clear on the holidays so we just praise you and thank you for this in the name of Yeshua, I wish you came to bed, I we pray, everyone's dead I'm to tell you a story, I think most of you will be familiar with right? um, the famous movie called An Affair. Remember? you remember that. <laughs> I, know, I know somebody. Gary Grant and Deborah Carr were in a movie, and they had an appointment. They were trying to decide if they loved each other that they would meet on the, uh, they would make an appointment to meet on the observation deck of the Empire State. On the way, she's rushing there because they're both so greatly in love. She's not watching as she. Is thinking, well, I can't walk. Why would go The plot of the story is restoring this tragic misunderstanding of an appointment that was broken. He thought she doesn't love me. She thought, why would he love me if I can't? Walk? The whole story of the plot of the film is about how they heal and restore their misunderstanding about their appointment at the top of the Empire State. Well, from the sent Messiah into the world to redeem us. There's no accidents, there's no unplanned for mishap. Everything goes exactly as God planned because as weak and, 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 and difficult as life is for us, because we don't know the future, God knows the beginning from the end. And so we see from the promise that God made to Abraham that in Isaac shall his seed be called, and further promises that, that when King David would come. And he, uh, in the tribe of Judah, in the family of David, there would be a descendant that sits upon the throne of Israel, so there had to be a temple. And David wanted to build that temple. God said, no, your son who sits on the throne, the first one to fulfill this promise, be, there never will fail to be someone sitting on the throne. You learned to walk in one ways. Well, we didn't. But God has set, made a setting for us to understand that God, when he makes an appointment, it's an affair to remember it's all his affair. It's his plan. It's his purpose. It's his destiny for mankind to be healed. And though it looks like someone's leg was broken, it looks like Messiah was crippled to heist for the sins of the world. And people are so confused by this and have such a tragic misunderstanding of his death that's that that's for a period of time in history, and occasionally you'll still hear people say, well, The pilot for this purpose. I came into the world. God never misses His divine appointment. So I want you to look at this picture. I want you to look at this uh, this picture. This is Solomon, a rendering of Solomon's temple, which was dedicated on Sukkot. And, and it's an it's an amazing place if you read the details of it in uh, the First Kings. It's pretty amazing. Whenever time we went to the details, I urge you to read it because it's really amazing. Present holy ark and a of his day. So he helped Solomon build the temple. So this is why this is what we began with. 1 Kings 8, verses 1 through 3. Let's read this again. Then Shlomo assembled all the leaders of Israel, all the heads of the tribes of the chiefs of the paternal clan of the people of Israel. To King Solomon Shlomo in Yerushalayim, to bring the ark for the covenant of Adonai out of the city of David, also known as The. All the men of Israel assembled before King Solomon at the festival of the month of Etanim in the seventh month. The feast referred to here is called. And so this is what we are looking at in this passage. Is King David, I mean King Solomon is standing and he is meditating upon these promises. He's, th- he's standing with this completed temple on the holiday of Sukkot and they're dedicating the temple. It says, when the Kohenim brought the Ark of the Covenant of Adonai to its place inside the sanctuary of the house, to the especially holy place, under the wings of the Keravim. For the Keravim spread out their wings over the place, for the Ark covering the Ark and its poles from above. Now listen to this. Verse 10 tells us, when the Kohenim came out of the holy place, cloud filled the house of Anaheim. Rav God, manifest on in temple. So that because of the cloud, the Gohanian could not stand up to perform their service, for the glory of Adonai filled the house of Adonai. The same thing happened when they first put up the tabernacle in the wilderness. By the day they dedicated it, the glory of God appeared, and the same thing happened. And so he, he, this is an important moment, and this is this important moment of King Solomon. He's walking into his divine appointment. He knows was a promise that God made to his father David. This does go back to Abraham and Isaac, Jacob. And in chapter 8, verse 17, this is what it says. He's now talking out loud. That was in the heart of David, my father, to build a house for the name of Adonai, the God of Israel. I said to David, my father, although it was in your heart to build a house for my name, and you did well that it was in your heart, nevertheless you will not build the house. Rather, you will father a son, and it will be he. spoken word of his so Solomon is standing there at the top of the Empire State Building except it's the temple it's a holy place that God promised it's something greater the idea is that God keeps his promises and he never ever fails he fulfilled his word for I have succeeded my father and sit on the throne of Israel that had to be a stunning experience for, for King Solomon to literally be a living example that God promised the Father that God gave him and Hiram the ability to build and it was a magnificent play so he begins to pray he said now as Adonai fulfilled this spoken word of his for I succeeded my father and sit on the throne of Israel as Adonai promised I have built the house for the name of Adonai the God of Israel but there I have made a place for the ark containing the covenant of Adonai ten commandments in the ark of the covenant which he made with." sisters when he brought them out of the land of egypt that we had all this time fulfilled this promise this house the promises made to abraham yeah. isaac to jacob the promises made to the tribe of judah out of judah king david and now the promise to king david now the promise to king david fulfilled in his son who is now sitting on the throne temple that god promised and listen to this just listen and we'll look at another passage in a minute Then Shlomo stood before the altar of Adonai in the presence of the whole community of Israel. He spread out his hands toward heaven and said, Adonai, God of Israel, there is no God like you in heaven above or in earth below. You keep your covenant with your servants and show them grace, provided they live in your presence with all their heart. And you have kept your promise to your servant David, my father. You spoke with your mouth and fulfilled it with your hand. So it is today. Solomon recognizes that he's standing on holy Standing at a holy place in time on a Jewish holiday that celebrates the end of all things, the culmination of all things, and we see this incredible, magnificent temple. Now, therefore, I and I, God of Israel, keep what you promised to your servant David, my father, when you said, "You will never lack a man in my presence to sit on the throne of Israel." If only your children are careful about what they do, so that they live in my presence, just as you have lived in my presence. In other words wants us to be like King David. Now, therefore, God of Israel, please let your word which you spoke to your servant David, my father, be confirmed. Now, let's look at this next slide. I want you to look at these words. This is a question that comes up in the heart of Solomon as he's praying. He says, now, therefore, God of Israel, please let your word which you spoke to your servant David, my father, be confirmed. So there's a part of the promise that's not confirmed. Then he asks this puzzling question. But can God actually live on? Why heaven itself, even the heavens of heaven, cannot contain you. How much less this house I have built. He's puzzled by the notion that the promise that there would be someone sitting on the throne of David, the Messiah, the anointed one, who is also spoken of in Scripture as Emmanuel, God with us, who will sit on the throne forever and ever. And looked at this last part of the passage here. Even so, Adonai, my God, pay attention to your servant's prayer and plea. Listen to the cry and the prayer that your servant is praying before you today, that your eyes will be opened toward this house night and day, the place concerning which you said, My name will be there to listen to prayer, servant, pray for this. Now we move forward to the coming of the Messiah. And this is an interesting rendition of the Messiah in the Temple Courts of Solomon. Temple that was rebuilt after the Babylonian captivity because we were not faithful to keep His ways. Yet God was faithful in His promise; this house would be restored, and the Messiah would come to this house. So listen to this passage as we look at this. This is this is uh, Isaiah nine, and chapter chapter nine in Isaiah, and uh, verse five. for unto us a child is born, a son will be given to us, and a government will be upon his shoulders. His name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Almighty God, Father of Eternity, Prince of Peace. Dele, Oitz, El Gibor, Aviat, Sar, Shalom, Wonderful Counselor, Almighty God. The one who's going to sit on this throne is going to be called the Almighty God, Emmanuel, God with us. And it says, with the increase of his government and Shalom, there will be no end. In other words, once this is established, so forevermore the seal of Adonai will accomplish this. And so Isaiah, the prophet, is given a prophetic word that answers the question of Solomon as he's standing there. He's going, how's this going to happen? What we'll confirm this. All right, this part's confirmed. I'm his son. The house of built. I'm standing here. But can God actually live on earth? By heaven itself, even the heaven and heavens cannot contain, how much less this house I have built. God says, the prophet Isaiah, Way down the road, 700 years before the coming of the Messiah. And says his a child will be born. A son will be given. His name will be called Wonderful. And the Almighty God. Everlasting. For all his. The names of the one who is going to sit on this throne. And Solomon is. He doesn't understand. So here is Messiah now, standing in that same place. Solomon. All well, the crowds of the people, standing. Solomon couldn't see it, he didn't understand it. Isaiah saw it, many other prophets saw it and declared it, and now it's taking place before our eyes. And just as Solomon was dedicating the temple on Sukkot in the seventh month, the second month, the seventh month on Sukkot, what comes the temple, Sukkot festival, is half over. So where this is today, this is the middle, it's all about Shabbat for Sukkot. It's the middle Shabbat of Sukkot. There's always a Shabbat with her because it's seven days there's going to be a Shabbat. We it. Sometimes it's at the beginning, sometimes at the end. Uh, and this is the middle Shabbat. And on this time, this is what the, the scripture actually says in Yohanan John 7:14. Not until the festival was half over. Oh, Did Yeshua go up to the temple courts and begin to teach. Isaiah saw it. Solomon was puzzled. Even back to our story with Carrie uh, Grant and Deborah Carr both trying to figure out how they messed up this list. An appointment on the observation deck of the Empire State. But this is an appointment not on the observation deck of the Empire State. Steps of the temple. One That's standing there. The one we've been waiting for since getting high. Another passage in Malachi chapter 3 says this. "Behold, I am sending my messenger. He will clear the way before me. Suddenly he will come to his temple. Go oh, back. Is. Suddenly he will come to his temple the Lord whom you seek and the messenger of the covenant, the one you desire. Behold, he is coming. But who can endure the days? And that phrase, who can stand in the day he comes, is the, is the context for the conflict that's taking place in the temple on Chalhamot, or somewhere within the seven days of and this is what the story I was on to tell us, not until the festival was half over did Yeshua go up to the temple courts and begin to teach. And the demons were surprised. How does this man know so much without having studied? They are just interesting assumption. Yeah. Yeshua answered it. My teaching is not my own. It comes from the one. Sudden. If anyone wants to do his will, he will know whether my teaching is from God or if I speak on my own. What is he saying? He's saying if you think you know God and you don't recognize me, now, I'm pretty sure Carrie Gray could recognize Deborah Carr, even if she couldn't. Because we had such a problem with the leaders of Israel, with the most religious leaders, who were looking at him with signs and wonders all around them and said, oh, I'm not sure that's the Messiah we're waiting for. And so as we look at this story, there is this conflict that erupts because you see, Shua healed a man on Shabbat. And they said, healed someone on Shabbat? Even in the most orthodox world, you can go to the, literally on Shabbat right now, get in your car, go over to the hospital, and you will say, men with yarmulkes in the emergency room. Why? Because to save a life is more important. Even to this day, this is understood, but the people who, these particular few leaders standing there talking to you, sure, they don't want to have anything to It's a coat that we've been waiting for, and here he is in the temple. And he has done signs and wonders that only Yeshua the Messiah could do. Heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse the leper. Everything the Messiah is supposed to do, born in Bethlehem of, Eph- of Ephrata. Would you be the smallest among the cities of Judah, out of you will come he. Where was he born? In Bethlehem, Ephrata. To Jewish parents in the tribe of David. Both his parents were from the tribe of David. Thing. The signs and wonders, the place he was born, the, the genealogy he was born through, all of it tells us that the one standing here is the one we've been waiting for. It's amazing. He says, my teaching is not my own. It comes from the one who sent me. And if anyone doesn't do his will, he will know. If anyone wants to do his will, he will know whether my teaching is from God or if I speak only. And there's a big conversation that goes on, but I want to go right to this passage because they start for that. surface appearances and judge right away. Now, forgive me for going back to the story. Terry Grant is one of the best movies. Right? Is that right, Don? Uh, the, the scene where she's sitting on the couch and they haven't seen each other in a long time is a whole story about a painting. You know? and, uh, and, and he's standing there. He's looking at her and he must be thinking getting what's going on here? He sees her but he can't understand doesn't understand what's going on, then the problem was clarified. of God. Oh, my goodness. All of a sudden, they realized something happened that kept them from their destiny. It took them all this time to be restored to one another. He found out whether she could walk or not. He loved her, that she did everything she to could to get to that. History has been a cloud of controversy about whether Yeshua is actually who he is. The same question Solomon had at the dedication of the temple. How does the God of all creation, how can he in the temple? he be in this Well, There he is. Because the, in, the, in the New Testament, it tells us in the book of Colossians it says that Yeshua is the image. see, touch, and you can feel a person. But if I died, I forget. Listen to uh, If I died right here in front of you, you? going on, not making excuses for their bad behavior, but there was a lot of oppression going on. They were worried about survival and worried about the Romans and their brutality. There's a lot more going on than, oh, the Jews killed him." No, he came for this purpose, not only to die, but to rise from the dead. And this is what it says, he goes after giving this example in, in, uh, in, in this next passage. Lazarus from the dead to become the Lamb of God he takes away this world the end of Sukkot Hanukkah and the and- I should not. of the story by looking at the context of God's promises. I love it what David Stones says in chapter 10 of the book of Romans. He says, Messiah is the goal at which the Torah aimed." And it's a bullseye. He's here. They tried to arrest him but one laid a hand on him because no one laid a hand on him because it was not yet his time. His time had not yet come in this story. I'm turning. Saying, stop saying "Blessed be who comes in name." He said, "If I stop, if I tell them to stop, the rocks themselves—guess what? If you look at the temple mount; those rocks are still crying. And there's going to be a third temple as surely as there was a second temple. And God is going to do a miraculous thing in the days we're living in. And we're not far from it. In our generation, maybe the next generation, possibly after that." slack concerning me. coming again soon. This is the part I want to leave you. I'm, I'm going to say it. If, even if I say it every week for the rest of my life, he came is the greatest evidence that he's coming again. The fact that he's standing here saying this on the same week, the same Jewish festival that, that Solomon dedicated the temple. He's in the temple answering Solomon's question, but can God actually live on earth? When heaven itself, even the heaven. If heavens cannot contain him, how much less this house I have built, and yet here he is, in him was the fullness, God, know. Emmanuel, God. And we may be crippled on the couch. He's going to say the same thing he said to the sick: rise up. The same thing he said to the blind man: go wash your eyes in the pool. He opened. You know, when they asked him, they said, How can he be the Messiah? you're asking me, you're you're asking. Me. See him when he was healing me. But isn't that the kind of person that we would say this is the one we've been waiting for that's going to teach us? Wow! how <laughs> much they try to make this a non-story could not be. sins that rise and that changed everything for all time a Jewish He's handsome, he says. Fiction. I want you to picture with your eyes closed the Lord ascending into heaven and saying this prayer and sending his healing prayer. hands on the And say Shabbat Shalom. Shabbat Shalom. And what's the direction? I think I need to ask the How are we going to do this? Everything's <laughs> out From the San Luis Valley in Southern Colorado, this is Solace Radio.
0: We like to share stories every now and then with all the boys and girls because, well, there's just so many nice and interesting stories out there. What do you say? Let's have a story time session, all right? This story is about the ant and the grasshopper. Once upon a time not too long ago, there was a very hard-working, industrious ant, who worked hard from sun to sun in the withering summer's heat all summer long. He was building his house for himself and his family, his hundreds or thousands of children, and laying up supplies for the winter. Every day while the ant was working, a grasshopper would watch him and say, Hey, ant, what are you doing? And the ant would explain, I'm preparing for winter. And the grasshopper would laugh and call the ant a fool. And the grasshopper would dance and play the summer away. Then, one day came winter. And now the grasshopper was very cold and was shivering. He went to the ant's door and pounded on the door, demanding food and shelter. But the ant said, Sorry, Mr. Grasshopper, I've only laid up enough for my family. If I give to you, some of my family will die. I encouraged you to put aside something for the winter, but you would not listen. Well, The grasshopper's not going to stand for this, so he calls a press conference and he demands to know, why should this ant be allowed to be warm and well-fed while I am out here in the cold and starving? CBS, NBC, ABC, CNN all showed up to provide instant coverage pictures, audio of this poor shivering grasshopper next to the ant's home. For the ant and his comfortable surroundings with a table filled with food. And America was stunned by the sharp contrast. Americans said, how can this be? How can it be in a country of such wealth that this poor grasshopper is allowed to suffer so? Kermit the Frog appears on Oprah with a grasshopper, and everybody cries when they sing together. It's not easy being green. Then, Reverend Jesse Jackson stages a demonstration in front of the Ant's House, where all of the television networks film him with a group singing, We Shall Overcome. Reverend Jackson has the group kneel down to pray that God will punish the ant and help the grasshopper. Members of the left side of the United States Congress proclaim in an interview that the ant has gotten rich off the backs of the grasshoppers. And all are calling for an immediate tax hike on ants across America to make them pay their fair share. Finally, The EEOC drafts the Economic Equity and Anti-Grasshopper Act, retroactive to the beginning of the summer. And now the ant is fined for failing to hire a proportionate number of green bugs. And, having nothing left to pay his retroactive taxes, his home is seized, confiscated by the government. Hillary Clinton gets her old law firm to respect and represent the grasshopper in a defamation suit against the ant and his family. And the case is tried before a panel of federal judges that Bill Clinton appointed from a list of single-parent welfare recipients. The ant loses the case. And we now see the grasshopper finishing up the last tidbits of the ant's food, while the government house he is in, which just happens to be the ant's old house, crumbles around him because he chose not to maintain it. The ant now disappears in the snow. The grasshopper is found dead in a drug-related incident, and the house, now abandoned, is taken over by a gang of spiders who terrorized the once-peaceful neighborhood. And all of the media exclaims, America works! And hopefully, the ant has learned his lesson. Talk radio for inquisitive people. Solace Radio, Vista, Colorado.